Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. It is another Saturday morning or afternoon or evening, depending on where in the world are, or it could be Sunday. I don't know. Welcome. And with me today is Chris and Marty, gentlemen. And we've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to do some catch up on hobbying. We're going to do the news, obviously. And then at some point, we're going to talk about crowdfunding. And is it killing gaming? That and much, much more, much, 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 much more. Right after we do this. Shall we dance? You are listening to the Citrep Podcast, your source for everything related to historical wargaming. Whether you are looking for the latest wargaming news, reviews, painting tutorials, or playthroughs, you will hear about it right here. So grab your favorite beverage or brush and let's hit it. All right, guys. Let's, let's throw that there. Hit it. Throw there. All right, comments are live and we are live and in person. Except for we would be remiss if we didn't, you know, indicate that we are missing a person today. We are. So, you know, my my long story short shot glass will nice. Not be needed today. Jim is under the weather and will not be joining us. We hope that you're feeling better, buddy. I don't know. You might want to keep it handy. Chris likes to ramble once in a while. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't say long story short. That's true. But it's not Jim. That's true. I can, but because I knew he wasn't going to be here, I didn't bring any help. Yeah. So there's a lot to talk about today. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I was going to mention to you two gentlemen, and I use the term loosely. Mm-hmm. Good call. Good call. Before we went live, is I'm thinking of a little bit of a change. Nobody's accusing you of thinking. I right? what do you, How do you guys feel if we just enwrap sit rep into everything? Uh, you know, historicals. Fantasy, now, you mean sci-fi, you mean gaming? Bringing so the gaming know, world together. So kind of like merging <laughs> uh, other realms and. Yes. Where's John? I don't care. Look at Dawn. Out of bed. Why does Chris look like one of those Saturday afternoon kung fu movies? Are you going to do that? (laughs) I don't know. Well, probably a shitty internet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah. the 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 guy that's got the most expensive fiber in in America pipes directly (laughs) into his house. Right. So. I don't know. I I, I'm just thinking about it, you know, because like we have other realms, we have Sitrep. And it's like, it's a lot. Let's just. Right. I'm down. Know. We wouldn't be going away from our historical friends or, you know, base. You know, it is who we are. But, you know, as we've chatted over things, we know that other people in our community do more than just historicals. Now, there's a few that right. do. You know, like we have one that really likes weird World War Two and yep. beyond. Who and has his own not, channel, oddly enough. L- why not embrace <laughs> it, right? I mean, I'm down. I got you guys into dust back in the heyday. Speaking so. of which, you know, we were talking about Simon earlier. Uh-huh. The Their volume two graphic novel, yeah. Dust with the Figures. Yeah. Up, update came out. Chris, good find on that. You know, uh, Simon put it on their Facebook page yesterday. They're going to start shipping in February. But those of us in America will probably see it March-ish. Okay. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was due in October. That's yeah. when it was going to um, be delivered. Should I quote you directly, Marty? 
about fucking time. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. you said. Yeah, 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 that's that was my response. <laughs> You know, it turns out, you know, and somebody commented on that post. He's like, I would have lo- loved to get into that. But, you know, shipping was more than the book was. Yeah. yeah. Which is true. However, you know, turns out it, in our little area, there's a bunch of dudes that were interested. So we have like 10 people that ordered together and paid shipping once. There you go. So, so mm-hmm. you know, not, now we're just waiting for everything to arrive over at our buddy Jeff's house and then distro those out. Nice. Absolutely. Very cool. Very, very, very cool. Yep, yep. All right, let's do it. Chris. Okay. What have you been up to, sir? Well, let's see. I've been getting my geek on quite a bit this week. D&D Thursday night. Uh, last Wait, Saturday. Wait, stop. D&D? Yeah. Which yeah. version? Uh, we're just playing 5e. But there, there's different versions that go on. That's just the group that I'm in. No, five five is good. I mean, that's what everybody yeah. plays mostly these days. You, you do have some special ed people playing fourth edition. I didn't know anybody still played fourth. I thought it was third. There's or fifth. people who like to play the fourth edition because it's more like you combat with your miniatures. <laughs> okay. First off, don't pick on the special ed people by calling. I'm sorry, Chris. Mm-hmm. Well, true. So yeah, no, that was that was Thursday, Saturday. Got uh, my ass handed to me playing Age of Sigmar. Did you learn? Oh yeah. Well, Don't oh, yeah. Giants. Oh, 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 he was schooled, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Tur- turns out he's playing with some very veteran players. <laughs> well, it's how you learn, right? Yeah. yeah. Giants hurt when they hit you. Oh, uh, typically, they do. Yes. <laughs> Good observation, Chris. Yeah. yeah. When when you roll in for that thousand point game and the guy's got two figures. That ought mm-hmm. to tell you something. Is that right. it? No, uh, he had five. But what I mean, faction are you playing in Age of the Sigmar? I am playing Soul Blight Grave Lords. So I am undead. Un- undead and vampires. Mm-hmm. Marty, why does Chris look like a dwarf again? Uh, well, because he just <laughs> uh, I'm lazy. Back. <laughs> I don't know. Chris the dwarf. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Oh, that's yeah. what I play. I was going to say, that's his D&D character. Yeah. yeah, it is. Cool. So you got some Sigmar going. Wait a minute. Hold on a minute. Whose army did you play with? Mine. Were they painted? No. And they let you play? Yes, because these are good people. Narrative game over at Steve's house. But You know, some of those GW players, man, if you don't have a painted army, you ain't playing. Yeah, no, and that's okay. Those people that are like that. Yeah. Don't necessarily need to play. These guys are good people because they were very, very helpful while they looked. Well, yeah, I was gonna say while they while their giant smashed you in the face. Yeah, but uh, I've got See, just what over a thousand was. points put together. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they're all prime. Nice, congratulations! At least first round. He, he he counts that as two colors: primed black, zenithal white. That's two. No, okay. so I the black on right now. Okay. Oh, come on. You didn't even right. send a poem? Not yet. No, I just finished the black last night. All right. So you've done some Sigmar. You've yep. done some D&D. Yep. Anything else? My, uh, new uh, airbrush inbound. I got yeah. a shipping label, but it hasn't been very good. And that is the Hardener Steinbeck Ultra 20, Ultra 24. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, I, I got to pull the trigger. I haven't done it yet. 
Uh, I ordered it on the first. It was supposed to be out the eighth ish. Mm -hmm. Then it got pushed back. Then it got pushed back. That happens. Yeah. And it shipped yesterday. They will release no airbrush before it's time. Well, and it's coming from Germany. Germany. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mine's coming from Florida. Spray gunner. But no, that's who you bought it through. The, yeah, <laughs> the the actual device is made in Germany. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. That's good. That's good. Let's Anything else that. there, sir? Mm, I don't think so. All right, Martin. Well, I'm well. showing you showing you guys earlier. So I finished finished my in country starter set. the The green berets have been done, but I didn't I didn't have their bases. All the it's from the sky. That, that's right. Brave men who jump, jump and die. die. <laughs> well, show them. Where are they? That's Let's see something. Proof, uh, proof of work. All right. We took no. Chris's word for it, but to your, there you go. Uh, there you go. Nice. Yeah. Really nice. nice. So that's one of the Green Beret guys. They've been painted for a while, but I didn't have the bases done, and I hadn't. I put a matte varnish on them. Uh-huh. So... They are done, and these are the guys that I actually just finished. These are the PMC-looking dudes. Okay. So, um, so there's four of them. So they're done. And then my my favorite one. Come on. You're being blown out, sir. There we oh, go. A firm oh, There you go. With nice. the Turbo Dork. Yep. Tur- tur- turbo Dork goggles on there. Perfect. Oh, I Love noticed me. that wasn't in your news piece. Didn't I talk about Turbo Dork? New uh, formula and bottles? Yeah, didn't I talk about that last time? I don't think so. Oh, oh well, yeah, add that. Yes, 100%. Yeah, I I thought we'd already talked about it. I don't that, think so we I did, but I could be it. mistaken. Uh, yeah. but, all right, so you got your in-country dudes all painted up. Yeah, well, I got the... So that's the Western starter set now. Uh-huh. Work, work in progress. I'm working on the females, so they're just base-coated uh, for their uniforms there. I got two of them going. Mm-hmm. And then I've got Good morning, 20, Dennis. Twenty four question mark twenty twenty four African militia dudes from uh, in country as well. Nice. They are primed in Zenithald and will be next up after I finish the females here. Very cool. So that's what I've been working on mostly. Very cool. Also, I start. I decided that you know I was really happy with how how these guys turned out. I'm like. I want to take some pictures of them. I'm like, but I, I want I want to have a nice setting for them. So I started making like a little diorama that I can put them in. Very cool. Cur- nice job, man. Cur- currently, it is the base is drying, so I'm I can't show that off because there's a pile of books on it to keep it flat. Nice. Congratulations. Cool. 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 Yeah, that's- to, I've got build background. That one oh yeah. The, yeah. 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 Maybe. I, Maybe I come grab. Yeah, it. I was gonna say you have the two by two demo board. You could. Throw oh, the... yeah, I have that as well. Yeah. No, he's um, talking about the the photo background hanger thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know what, Marty? The easiest thing to do is just go to Michael's or any art store. Just get a big poster board, you know, of like green. Well, no, don't use green because you've got uh, green guys. But yeah, I was gonna say that I'd say yeah. like purple, and then we green screened it out, and then we can. Photoshop the shit out of it and make it look like you're anywhere and you're going to have fire and smoke and explosions. Oh, yeah, could do yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, so if you could do that, I'll Photoshop, I'll work on it for you and give you a nice display. I'm picture. pretty sure 
I think I've got some. I think I've got some white poster board. Okay. Here. I can do that. Well, one. There you go. Yeah. Anything else, Marty? Uh, so hobby related. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris is busy buying airbrushes, and I've been working on paintbrushes. Yeah. So I bought the Army Painter dry brush set mm-hmm. uh, because that's much more affordable than, than going artist opus. Because, <laughs> like, what I paid for the Army Painter set is like what one. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. One set. Look, Bill, what did what? you buy? Yeah. Bill. I, I decided to buy the Artist Opus. Complete set, yeah. didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I do have a set of the uh, Army Painter dry brush set. Uh, I've never no, used it. Not them. my fault. Not my fault. I didn't. Yeah. There was no, no well, part. you know, I got those Pro Acryl paints. I might as well have yeah. good brushes. Yes, I concur. But yeah, so, you know, I've been winging it with my dry brushes using like a lot of like makeup brushes and, and whatnot. You stole and Don's makeup brushes, did you? No, I braided yeah. my daughter's. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, so Maria used to get this like little influencer uh, kit where they send you bullshit because that's mm-hmm. all it is. Ho- however, she's got, I don't know, a stack of like 40 uh, little makeup bags and I keep stealing them and then using them to put hobby shit in. There you go. <laughs> Works terrific. <laughs> and then as far as regular paintbrushes, you know, I couldn't, couldn't pull the trigger on like you know one of the really expensive you know really nice Kalinsky brushes so yeah. i got a, a da vinci set though which it was nice five five or six brushes i have not used those those just arrived yesterday so i'm looking forward to taking those for uh for a test drive because yeah my my current brushes are showing their wear shall we say i mean mo- most of them are three or four years old and they have some mm-hmm. mileage on them yeah you and, you do do a lot of painting, so do 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 do. Said do do. <laughs> I did say do do. <laughs> That's like Tuffy Ears reporting for do duty. Duty. <laughs> Morning, Tuffy Ears. Good to see ya. Morning. Or yeah. afternoon in your case. Yeah. No, she didn't say good to you, Tuffy Ears. Is what it is. Well, are you QCSing your brushes? Yeah, but I mean, you know, after three, like I said, after three or four years, but you know, fair wear and tear, as well as yep. a bunch of bunch of the ones I ever, you know, let's be real, are cheap synthetic brushes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a different animal. Yeah, you know? oh, absolutely. So, you should also have like a couple hundred of those for all the ones we bought. That I bought for the. Oh, uh, those are yeah, yeah those so are all in the yeah, those are all in the the boxes. I don't, I'm, I don't break into any of that shit. That's like work. Yeah. No. Yeah. But, but I oh yes. Bill, this I don't know. This might be interesting. Maybe you can help me solve this mystery. Okay. Do it doing laundry last week. Yeah. I threw my my brown uh fleece from the army, you know, the one that comes with the multi-cam extreme cold weather system. Mm-hmm. Threw it in there because it's been sitting in my truck for like a year. And I'm like, okay. It's due. It's got dog fur and crap all over it. The I go to take it out of the dryer, and there's something bouncing around in there, and I thought it was like a quarter. Does that look familiar to you? Son of a bitch. It's Clint. Yeah, I painted that guy. Yeah, well, he, he doesn't un- look very painted, though. He, he's unpainted now. And I, I don't know where the fuck I got this from, and I'm like, the only thing, the only thing I could think of is it had to have been in that jacket. Why? Yeah. I don't know. 
How long? Well, I don't know. We but were yes, helping morning, them, sir. Uh, remember, we were helping them pack to move. But we moved two years ago. That's about the time. Yeah, but see, I, I don't wear that thing. It just lives in my truck. Show me it again, I one. It, It's outlawed Josie Wales. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, that's a knuckle duster mini. Yeah. I know. Can I do? Where I, I love from? knuckle duster minis. Yeah. Yep. They're great. For, Forrest just put out... He's a machine. He is always yeah, he putting is. out stuff. Yeah. He just put out the three caballeros. So what you're telling me, if you're looking for an efficient way to strip the paint off your miniature, just throw it in the washer and dryer? It got everything but the primer off. <laughs> oh, well played. Well, that's Rust-Oleum primer, if, to be honest. So, you know, Rust-Oleum auto primer or something like that. Well, that 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 <laughs> stuff works. Let me tell you. Yep. Yep. All right. And well, what have I been up to? <laughs> well, let's see. You bought some Artist Opus brushes. I was just yeah reviewing mm -hmm. it. You got you got your pro pro acryl paints. Pro acryl paints. So I have been sicker than a dog, I, you know, like Jim is now. It hit the our house. So I have done. I have not even touched those paints yet. You know why that's happening? You keep because buying stuff, and your your wife is trying to kill you. No, because she's all sick as well, and, and she's buy and she's buying she buy stuff. Panda cards, don't. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't let don't, don't let, let her fool you. Her in. Yeah. So I mean, I've been putting together the uh, Waterloo box, you know. These minis go together really nice, by the way. Just if you have not seen our vi unboxing video, they come, they go together really nice. So that's Warlord's kit, yeah. Yeah, Warlord's kit, and I noticed the price went up since I bought it by like ten bucks. But uh, wow, Steve, look, you're saving yourself money. I saved money. Heard. So yes, yeah, yeah. so I was looking at the Artist Opus stuff, and I did put an order in. They have the complete set for three hundred fifty-seven dollars. Oh, you're getting all the brushes, not just the dry brushes. Well, yeah. Okay. We were talking about dry brush. I thought you might might have just gotten the dry brush side. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, the, if you're going to go, go all in. That's the, my motto. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Because yeah. the dry brush set is like 110, 115, something like that. Yeah. The uh, If you just do the dry brushes, if you get the complete dry brush. Oh, well, no. The D-Series complete plus 20 brush. I don't know. Where's the whole just... The D brushes, the D brush, D brush, <laughs> D brush. <laughs> Does it come in a bag? Brushing, brushing, brushing the D. <laughs> well, they got it broken down by individual brush, unless you go with the the complete series, which is twenty or ten brush set. That's two hundred sixty bucks. So, Wait, what happened to the five brush set? I don't see it. That's what they were selling at it. Oh, there it is. I'm sorry, one hundred thirty bucks. 130 bucks. All right, I was close. But for 357, you can get the mega bundle because it's on sale right now. And it comes in these custom engraved cases. So you get well, the D box type set. I'll come with a fucking butler. I'm assuming it's only like the five brush sets. Need, it's not the full. Yeah, it's five brush, five. So you get five of the S limited, five of the D, five of the M series. You ought to get a brush valet that comes over and selects it from the box for you, like a like a golf caddy. Yeah. Right, sir. Your your round your round pointy number <laughs> one brush. Yeah, you hand it back to him so he cleans yeah. it and puts it back yeah. in the bag. Yeah. So I got that. 
I have to go to the store and pick up my pre-order of the old world. Did your uh, your store make it through the tornadoes okay, Don? Oh, yeah, fine. Good. Yeah, so I got the whole stupid everything. Shocker. It was on pre-order. And, I got all and, those minis to work on. Plus, I and, still got 40K sitting over I got Legion Imperialis sitting over here. As Dennis said in the comments, go big go or go big, home. Right. <laughs> so I, I literally just got to put on some headphones, turn on some music, and just go to town, you know. And just put stuff together. And then I ordered a mini's cabinet. It's going to go right over my shoulder here where this black curtain is. So it, you'll be able to see it in the background when it's all lit up. And we'll start putting minis and stuff in there. Because we still have to put together a Malifaux set. Because Don wants to do some Malifaux videos. I really yeah. like If you guys have not played Malifaux, it is a great game. Did, I love did it. You get a, did you get an Ikea Detolf? No, I got this display cabinet off of Amazon. Oh. So... Of course, I'll put together and all that, but all I got to see. Rasmus says, I got a two-starter yeah. epic set from American Civil War. Only got the point of despairing it, right? Yeah. I think you and I got our starter sets at the same time, Rasmus. I was going to say, he got the Warlord set, right? Didn't we talk yeah. about that a while back? Yeah, yeah when it I first came out, I got the big bundle. Yeah. yeah. It's up there. What you have now? Or you have both sets. You bought one and I had one. I, I didn't get that other set. Oh, then it must have gone to that game store then. Yeah. 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 But so I, I, I did that and, I, and I'm really close to pulling the trigger on some well fun stuff. Hmm. Let's see. <laughs> Would that be Western? Yes. So I was looking at the Western stuff. They look great. I was looking at the Civil War stuff. It looks good. Yeah. I was looking yeah, at the Napoleon stuff. It looks good as well. Yeah. Yeah. I can see me getting head over heels with all that stuff because boom, you punch it out. You know, if you want to get fancy, I've seen people, they, uh, you know, the acrylic edges, they will paint them. So it adds depth or whatever. I don't know what they, you know, so it doesn't look clear. Right. I just take a magic marker and just go over it. You know, so, it helps but, to help you with unit cohesity. Something, whatever. So I was like, man, I can just pop these on the table. You can have a battle like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 super, super fast and easy. You know, they're they're a little, little pricey. They are. They really, uh, are. especially if you get that artist guy's name. If you get the Wolf on ones, they're not yeah. as expensive. But if you get the artist guy, I think it's Peter Dennis or something like that. They are expensive. But you know that there's a price to pay for convenience, if you will, mm-hmm. where you literally, as you said, you pull them out of the box, you put them on a base, and just start playing. Right. Yeah, that, that's it. That's all there is to it. I mean, it's super fast and simple to get those dudes set up, and they look pretty yeah. good. Yeah, and compared to considering the fact that you just dropped six hundred dollars in paints and paints and brushes. Yeah, yeah. Then there's that. There's that. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. You know that the other thing, and sometimes people don't think about it, but uh, it is particularly with mass battles and Napoleonics and whatnot. It is a legit consideration. Think about what. 15 millimeter metal miniatures weighs versus mm-hmm. this and yep. you're trying to transport that stuff around and whatnot i mean that's yes, sir. that is an actual legit concern steve Fratt, who's uh local to us up here and goes to many of the the like little wars and whatnot he's a hmgs midwest member uh, former he, president. He, he yeah he converted all of his civil war stuff over to wolf fund mm-hmm. because yeah. it was much easier for him to transport and carry yep. than all of his lead miniatures yeah. yeah. 
and he what did he die? He sold forty thousand lead miniatures. Forty thousand. And then he invested all that in the Wolf Fund. Yeah, then and he turned around and bought Wolf Fund. That's how it, that's how he funded his Wolf Fund purchase was And they and they look great. We've seen them on the table. Well, yeah, because I wasn't even looking at the twenty eight millimeter scales, looking at their 10 mil? I think it's 10 or 18. Well, they have 10 mil, and I think they have 18 as well, depending on the era. Yeah. Um, so I was looking at 10 mil, you know, for the big, huge, like, Napoleonic battles or Civil War battles, because, you know, you can put a whole bunch on the table, and, yep. and it'll look really good. So, if you want to get and, he, your, and they uh, sell terrain for it, too, so. Yeah. Yes. If you want to get your Civil War game in on while you're up here, do a, do a game with Steve. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see with Adepticon what we get in into. So You'll we shall have time. see. We shall see. All right. Other than that, I think that's it for me. Should we go to something else? Maybe as you, w- as you wish. Listen up, people. It is time for the news with Marty. What in the wide, wider world wargaming is going on? Let's in on the scuttlebutt. Bring on the awesomeness that is wargaming. Yeah, let's do this. Let's- no. All right, first up, from our good friend Gaz. He reached out to me last week, and and he said, Hey, I don't know if you guys have talked about this, but this is something that I found. I thought I would share it with you because it might be interesting. And I said I was not familiar with it, and I went and looked, and I'm like, Oh, this is pretty cool. These are STLs? Yes. Excuse me. A company called RKX Miniatures out of the U.K., makes stls you don't you're not buying a physical model you're buying stl so all you all you 3d printers out here this this one's for you but they have a a huge selection of world war ii stl files wow Uh, u.s british canadian german forces all the vehicles you know they they've got a bunch of stuff and when you look at their webpage, it looks really nice and uh does gaz i think is getting some and I'm going to follow up with him after he prints and paints them to see what his thoughts are on it. But from you know what Gaz was sharing is that he knows other I people mean, that have thing was only ten pounds and really, really like their their files. So they're designed in 28 millimeter, of course. You know, 3D printing. If you want to shrink them down smaller because you play 15 or whatever, right. uh, you know, figure it out. They're, uh, the the files themselves are available in supported or unsupported versions. Uh, pick your poison. The larger models you can get; ho- they'll be hollowed out if you want. So that way, you know you're not, you know, Damn making it. a giant chunk of resin. But they're very nice looking models, right? I mean, yes. It. I I don't know who paints all their stuff, but kudos to that guy or gal. I mean. Right. That, Damn it! I did not need to see this. No, you need that's a printer. Why, that, no, that's why I need I, a printer. That's why I led with it. <laughs> <laughs> the one's gonna be mad at you. Oh no, no! She's not gonna be mad at the news. She's not gonna be mad at me yet. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> so moving on to our next story. Yeah, Bill, Bill who may have an affinity for. Epic oh, I Bill. saw these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The latest release from Brigade Models out of the UK is uh, three modern warehouses. You know, they say say modern. I mean, the modern era, like you know, yeah. in the in the in the past sixty years. Yeah. You know, but you know, those would be great for you know any of your yeah. industrial uh, areas on a board. You know, and they're pretty 
universal. So you, you could probably drop those into almost any scenario that you have. You but all three of those come together as a kit, five pounds. Yeah. Nice. You know, if you, try to, if you do some glass looking stuff on that third one, it's almost like a greenhouse, like Schaefer's greenhouse. Uh, well, in, in scale, that is much, much bigger, but yes. All right. So here's, here's a word of advice for particularly our U S listeners and viewers that are interested in this brigades, a small company, little shop, right? Mm -hmm. They do great. They do great work, but you know, think mom and pop type deal, right? So they have to deal with all the shipping issues that come with Brexit and they talk about it in their blog and on their, their webpage. So, you know, what does that mean for us? Shipping might be delayed a little bit because they have to gather enough orders to ship at once to their mm -hmm. whoever uh, sends them out over here. And the cost may be a little more than uh, what you're used to for their shipping. Right. The, the good news here, though, you know, and again, you can you can look on their Web page and it goes into much more detail on it is there's a 20 percent VAT built into the price. So that five pounds has a 20% VAT built into it already. US doesn't pay that. Right. So so when you go to check out, your five pound item will now become four pounds, essentially. So it won't cost you quite as quite as much on that end. Mm -hmm. So so there you, you go. Know, it, it's a little bit of a trade-off there, but you know, they've got a bunch of cool stuff on there. If you're looking for epic scale stuff, you know, your six mil and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Go check them out. They've got it. They got a bunch of stuff that is really nice. There you go. All right. All right. Yeah. Moving on. So, you know, when I, I talk a lot about modern stuff, that's kind of, you know, mm -hmm. the entry point for me. So I'm going to, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone a little bit. Don't ask me but any historical bad. questions. Cause I can't Jim's, and Jim's not here to bail me out. So, but I, am, but I am going to go back a ways to, to share some news about an era that I generally don't talk about. And that's the English civil war. I came across this and, you know, realistically, I was going to go blow by it, but, you know, I kind of searched the interweb for, for news while I'm putting this together. This came up like 16 times. I'm like, I'll, I'll, I don't know if this is, you know, super good marketing or if there's a lot of buzz about this, but it seems mm -hmm. like something people are interested in. So I will share it. So Alternative Armies has their Furioso English Civil War rules and 15 mil armies now released. So it's an 80-page tabletop rules system. The rules just came out. The miniatures have actually been out for a bit. So they mm -hmm. were they were they were trying to get their book done. It wasn't done in time for their miniatures release. And they said, nope, we're pushing our miniatures out. So those have already been out for a while. But the book is available uh, in print. And as a digital download, so and you get a little bit of discount there as well. So if you go to their store, which is you're going through now, you can find it. If you just want the rule book, sixteen bucks. Okay, sixteen. That's that. That's like giving it away. Thirteen bucks for a digital copy. Now, if you're Bill and you want the all-in mega oh. bundle, start grabbing your pearls. Three hundred and seventy-six dollars. Wow. But you, but you get everything. I there mean, it's. Go. It's a pretty big set, you know, it, but there's, there's several options between, you know, just buying the rule book and getting the all in bundle there. You know, so if you just want one of the armies, you don't want, you know, both sides, you, you've already got some, you just need to flesh it out. Mm -hmm. You just want that. You just want the terrain, you know, 
you can get all that stuff. As you can see, scrolling through there, there's a bunch of different dudes that you can get. And you can get them in units. You can get them in bundles. You can get them individually. You know, just go through their webpage, which is vast and extensive. They have a whole boatload of other offerings. I'm just yeah. talking about the Furioso Civil, uh, English Civil War stuff here. It's crazy. So very nice. If, if that's your jam, go check it out. All right, moving on. Gringo 40s, uh, nothing new from them. However, they've been out of some stuff for a while. But the, specifically their Vietnam 1968 range, mm-hmm. uh, they've been restocking. So all their Arvin stuff is in in stock again. All their U.S. Marine stuff. As far as I could tell going through it, it looks like everything is back up to full strength now. So you can order whatever you want because they've they kind of been out for a while. Okay. Uh, you know, they've got a... An, a pretty extensive line of miniatures so if you like their style and you know metal they're all metal miniatures go check them out you know they they've got all sorts of great stuff there so i figured i i would share that for those that uh, might be playing uh, vietnam era very cool i tried to click on their link their sites run a little slow uh douglas happy new year to you american or english civil war rules okay no steel chairs in sight i'm not sure what that means but okay Warlord Epic has been tempting, but smaller scale gets you to field. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving along, sir. True that. True that. All right. So. Oh, here we go. I know that you got some new paints that aren't that aren't these. There's a lot of buzz about these. So let's let's talk a little bit. So the army, the army painter is releasing its newly revised war paints fanatic set. So Mm -hmm. this is. You know, the the old war paints, you know, people said, you know, it separates, you know, the medium's not good, it's gloopy, whatever. Also, you know, personally, other than the fact that, you know, you had to shake the living bejesus out of them, <laughs> you know, I didn't have any beef with them. You yeah. know, it, they, they work for me. Yeah, you know, my little shaker be fucking smoking. You know, but. <laughs> right. I, so they, you know, the army painter has decided that they're going to release these new sets and it's a pretty cool setup. So yeah. they're available for for pre-order. Bill, if you want to get the the all-in limited edition Fanatic Not complete set, 216 paints plus a bunch of other freebie crap that they're throwing in there for the low low price of $759. So, I bought the mega set or complete set whatever it was of the original yeah. Army Painter stuff. Um, yeah, the mega yeah. set. Yeah, and mm, so I am going to reserve my thoughts until I can actually buy a couple single bottles so, of the new formula. And I'm going to test it against my pro acryls. There you and go. So, uh, yeah, the, the Fanatic Mega Set is available for pre-order right now. Yeah. That's that's a mere one uh, $199.99. So, and that's 50 bottles plus some other, you get free paint rack, I think, with yeah. theirs. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's what's that's what's up and available currently. And then they're going to break those down into smaller sets and they're going to have individual bottles and all of that later on this spring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so a lot of yeah. a lot of buzz about the about the Oh Douglas, I get your joke now. Got it. <laughs> the lot of lot of buzz about the the new set. One from the just the reformulation of the paints. People yeah. you know, like like the consistency. They're much more heavily pigmented. You get good opaque coverage. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you know they're kind of famous for having a triad system, right? Mm-hmm. 
Now they have what they call a flexible triad system. Yeah. It is six paints, all the same hue or all the same color with different hues along the way. And then it tells you where it falls in that line as well as, you know, they got the big chart on the box, that type of stuff. But yeah. on the bottle itself, it tells you which little color family it falls into, which group of six and where it falls in there. And yeah. then you can kind of figure out, you know, if you're one of those guys that likes to, you know, stay in that family for your, you know, your base, your shadow and your highlight. Mm-hmm. They've done the the easy work or the hard work for you, making it easy to figure out which paints to look at. Additionally, you know, with the their little flexible triad system, you know, particularly in gaming, all all of our paints are called like you know, dragon's breath or you know, ogre fart, and you're like, what color is that? Mm-hmm. So so they still have that naming convention, but also they have a common naming convention if you will where it'll say strong dark purple yep so you know like oh okay that makes them you know you know that you you may call that you know epic dragon skin but i know you know just looking at it they're saying this is a strong dark blue purple or whatever you know whatever however they describe it it's got a plain language description of it which i i kind of like because as it turns out i've got red green color vision so i have a hard time telling colors apart sometimes right no, I get you. So, uh, to answer Dennis's question about Vietnam rules from Rubicon, not that I'm aware of, they've released them yet. Maybe we'll see something at uh, Adepticon. I don't know. We'll see. But to your point, Marty, as far as the triad, the flexible seat system for painters, you know, non professionals, it's a great tool to have to have the plain English descriptions as well is good to have, you know, I mean, cause there are times where I look at a paint going, what, what color, are it? you know? And I know some people like army painter paints. Some people like Citadel paint. Some people like Vallejo, you know, sure. uh, pro Krill. Mm-hmm. So, so far, yes, yes to all the above for me, except Citadel. I'm not a right. Just so prim- primarily because of the pots. Yeah. I yeah. hate the pots. Not, not the paint itself. with the passion. Paint's good. So, you know, it's, it's what you you like to use. It, again, it's a tool. Yep. The skill of the person using the tool, you know, goes a long way. Now, of course, you have a craftsman drill or you have a dollar general, $10 drill. Yeah. but yeah, There's going to be some differences. Sure. Um, sure. I, like I said, I, I don't hate Army Painter paints. I just haven't had great experiences with them. I, um, I uh, you know, I've been watching some of the the previews on this. Uh, yeah, and then you know, Uncle Adam, Adam Loper over at Tabletop Minion, and yeah. Sam Lenz are yeah. both on their factory team. Yeah. And yeah, Uncle Adam seems to love them. Well, okay. You know, Disclaimer: I've been watching Uncle Adam, Sam Lenz. I watched the guy. I think he's out of Denmark or something. He wears the mask with the pink. The, triangle thing on oh, it. He, uh, and he does a great job of breaking down all the colors and daily son yeah i think that's the same. i mean yeah. everybody i've watched has compared the new army painter formula fanatics like them i'm hesitant to fully go in on based on all of them they're very reputable guys i'm not taking anything with, but they were all supplied the paints oh yeah Hun- yeah 100 percent several no, of no, them are working with army painter yeah you know, yeah, because Sam and Adam are are on the Army Painter 
factory team. They were just yeah. at LVO working the army painter table. Booth. Literal. Yeah. 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 So know, yeah, hundred, hundred percent, you know, you know, but I, Adam Loper, you know, uncle Adam is, is he kind of seems like, like an every man's hobbyist. If he you is. will. He's a me. great guy. I mean, we know him. I mean, you we know, talk to him every time we see him. Right, we just saw him right. at Gen Con this past year. And, that, and that's why I say, if he, you know, if he's, if he's digging it, you know, uh, understanding, I know that, you know, not, not only has he provided this stuff, but there's probably some other compensation going on. Yeah. Um, you know, does that color his decision? But maybe, but he seems to really like it. Now, am I going to buy, am I going to buy any of those big ass sets? Hell no. <laughs> no. Way well, the other thing is you buy that big, the, the complete set. There are colors you are probably never, ever going to use. Right. And they just sit there, you know? Right. That was, you know, Chris, but, you, you and I can attest to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't buy any other sets of paint because you haven't even pulled your pro acryl out of the wrapper. Yet. Right. Well, cause I've been sick. Uh, However, because the pro acryl line is limited in colors, right? It's, yeah. you get the base 24 bottles and then you can buy the four or five expansion sets plus the, the, specialized sets the signature series or signature whatever. series so i've gotten all those now but i feel like there might be some special colors i don't know until i play with them but if i go with another set of paints i'm probably going to lean towards two thin coats yep and so yeah. well like uh, anything you know don't you have a little bit of everything i mean like oh for for your silver you know a lot of people yeah. use Leo air chrome yeah right you know, again it comes down to the tool right yeah, you gotta figure out what you like and what works for you. Yeah. You know, like I'm I'm interested in in this paint range. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying any of those mega sets. No. When, no. when when the when the, a smaller set or individual bottles become available, when I have a need for you know to refill one of my colors, mm-hmm. uh, I'll probably you know if it's available, I'll I'll get one of those and take it for a test drive. Yeah, yeah, or, or yeah. three of them, so you can have the. Right. Yeah, my plan is to get, I'll get like crap about it. their standard <laughs> I mix all comparison this. red to the pro acryl red, and I'll probably get a two coat, two thin coats red, you know, fair, and then test them and see what works. And it, sure. you know, every, from what I'm saying, seeing everybody loves the fanatic; it coats well and you know does what it says it's going to do. I, I just have to yeah. do it myself to see. To, it's one of those I got to see it to believe it, just based upon past experience. Yeah. So, and I'm going to tell you, some of the Vallejo paints suck too. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got a paint. Their flesh paints paint. are terrible. So you know, they're typical flesh paints, thick and you know, Chalky. bumpy and yeah. yeah. So yep. But now there are some colors where it might be nice to get the triad. No, like, it is because there are times where I'm sitting there looking at it and I'm painting and I want to shade something. I'm like, okay, what can I use, right? Or, you know, or do I mix something to bring it? So, yes, it, from a user standpoint, having that triad system there is game-changing. So, yeah. when it, Especially the, in red. Yes, that's what I was going to say. One of the things I'm looking forward to is seeing how that flexible triad works in, in red because mm-hmm. you, you can't just add white to red. You get pink. Right. Right. No, you got to go with yellows <laughs> and oranges. So, you know, and getting that right, again, for me, yeah. is very difficult. Right. You know, so yeah, uh, with you being colorblind, that yeah. helps a lot too. You know, that that might that might be a moneymaker just to like get the red set or if they're such yeah. yeah, and that's what I was leaning toward when yeah. I mentioned that to you. Yeah. Mm. All right. What's your last item, sir? 
All right. So you know, I was showing off my my figures on my hobby work that is, mm-hmm. those are from In Country. And as it turns out, In Country by Enemy Spotted Studios, our good friend Julian over there. Wow, good prices. So, yeah, they're having a sale, a big sale on their In Country stuff because they are moving warehouses mm-hmm. and they would and they would much rather ship, you know, sell and ship this stuff than pack it and move it. Right. Right. So if you are into modern military uh, figures, uh, take a look at what they've got. They've got some pretty good sales going on. I can tell you from experience, they have high quality, very detailed miniatures. Uh, I am a, I'm a fan. I will, I will hundred percent tell you I I'm shilling for them because I, I, I have them personally right here and I like them. And as well as I know they give it to you. We, we bought Oh yeah, no, we yeah, we purchased this, but I mean, like we 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 know the owner, we we know the the local guy, hi Tony. Yep. So, you know, we you know, we run into them at events. I've gone and played uh with them, you know, on game nights. Yep. So good dudes, but more importantly, good good figures. They have really mm-hmm. crispy metal figures. Not all of their figures are metal anymore. They are transitioning over to resin. So, you know, if you if that makes a difference to you, t- make sure that you look at the description to see if it's a metal figure or a resin figure. Mm-hmm. Either you way, know, they're super but, detailed. But they're yeah, I, it's a pretty good price for their sale stuff. So these well are all as, metal minis here. <laughs> That's pretty one. good chance. I okay. think question mark. Like, yep, metal. I mean, yep. Super detailed. Like, did you ever get the yep. watches painted? Yeah, he's got watches on them. They've got, you know, they'll have uh, chem lights on them. You know, they've got a, a lot of very fine detail. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not that guy, you're like, bro, I don't want to get that deep into it. You don't have to paint every detail. You know, it's just like with the, you know, dudes that are playing 40K and they're like, oh, my God, there's so much going on here. You don't have to paint all that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> paint, paint, it, paint it the same color of the armor, put a wash on it, highlight it or whatever, and move on so you can play your game that is a hundred percent legit as well you know but if you're the nerd like i'm the tryhard if he puts it on there i'm gonna paint it yep now <laughs> the the other thing all of the kits that they're uh-huh. wearing are all authentic i mean he actually uh-huh. makes it known between the different types of nods the, the appropriate nod for the right guy yeah it's or it's just a generic nod or yeah, or the weapon systems and what like if you look at their weapon system, you can tell who's using a magpole forearm and who's not because mm-hmm. it because it looks just like the one I have on my rifle. <laughs> like, whoa, look at that! Interesting. Yeah. Uh, oh, I I think I'll wait until they move so I can get the two player set because they they're all out anyways. Yeah. Oh. Or that could be part of your pile of shame that you bring home from. Uh, Dep- well, that's true. I'll just pick it up at Adepticon. That might be the best way to do it. Because it gives you an opportunity yep. to interview uh, Julian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Julian and Ooh. Tony will be there, I'm sure. Yep. Yeah. Also, and then, now have a store down in uh, down under. Nice. Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. So that that's kind of how they crack the code on dealing with the orders from Australia and New Zealand. They just put a place down there. There you go. They they work go. with a lot of local uh, local guys. Mm-hmm. And those local guys usually have a lot of merchandise as well. Mm-hmm. So when he'll go out and he'll go to the 
a store or, or he'll go to a location and, and run a game. He'll have merchandise you can buy off. Nice. Yep. Very cool. So one addendum, and we kind of talked about this earlier, speaking of paints. So, and I, I didn't include it in, in the news because I thought we'd already talked about it, but maybe that's just me talking to myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turbo Dork. First of all, great people. Love them. I talk to them every year at, a, at Adepticon. I always look forward if they're doing a special release for the for the convention. Got to get that, you know, got to yep. get the convention bottle. Let me spend the four bucks. It'd be all right. Yep. Uh, but so they are kind of reformulating and redesigning their stuff as well. Yep. In particular, you know, they, they have gone all in and super hard on their bottle design of all things. Right. You know, so, you know, they've got their mixing balls in there and they've got a new nozzle and all this stuff that they've been uh, working on to improve the painter's experience, so to yep. speak. So, uh, uh, and, and they've got the craziest color speak. All right. So speaking of a place that has paint names that aren't related to the real world, it, I mean, you got to figure out what color spicy meatball is or bubble gum. You mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, you kind of might have an idea by the name, but you know, purple peep peep leader. Guess what color that is. Purple. That one's easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you know, especially some, some since they're color shifting. Yeah. Uh, well, not all of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing you got to look at because some of them are just straight metallics. But you know, I'm a I'm a fan of their paints. I've got I don't know a dozen of them mm-hmm. that that I use for specialty stuff. You know, I I don't routinely paint with them, but it, but they're a lot of fun to use and they're good people. So. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll have to see how their new bottles turn out there. Yeah. And and looks great on your fur missile. Yeah, that's why I did the goggles on my on my working dog. So he's he's got some spicy meatball goggles on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, what uh what uh paint company had the uh, the baby poop brown? As a name or uh as a as color? Well uh, it was the name of their color. I was gonna say because there's a bunch of them that make that color, but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. But you, you looked at it. You're like, yeah. "Yep, that that is the right name." I, I mean, they weren't <laughs> wrong. No, nope. they were not wrong. I do. I I I remember what we're what you're talking about there, but I can't remember who made it. Yeah, I remember standing in the aisle at Games Plus looking at that. But yeah, yeah. it was a, it was definitely an, an accurate description for any of us that have uh, had to change a uh, child's diaper. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. It goes All this right. far. How can it turn into a fucking yeah. nuclear bomb? Right. Right. Yeah. All right, guys. It's time to hit some meat and taters. Nope. Hold on a second. There's nope. a couple Hold other things I've been seeing in the in the Facebook post. Sure, um, go ahead. Black Sight Studios has a game dropping, I guess, called Breacher. Oh, Thanks for being out. on the show. Yeah, we talked about that last week. But what I was going to get into, we were talking about the... Yep. Uh, uh, cross country stuff. The from Menace Studio, all the, the a lot of the breacher tom, tom, terrain looks great for modern. Yeah, modern. Yeah, it's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Thanks, Chris. Yep. No, if you haven't checked out Blacksite, they they've gone from a little tiny group, you know, company of building pre colored terrain to I, really just take it over the world. Right. And uh, so Black Side came around, what, 2018? Something That's like that. Right. Something like yeah. that. 
you know, and you know, like you said, they started off as a as a train company, and now they've got a bunch of games. Mm. Uh, you know, they're helping other people develop games. They are the U.S. distributor for Spectre. I mean, yeah, they're oh, and by the way, nicest people you're ever gonna meet. You yep. know, um, they they come to Adepticon, and you know, last year I I bought a what did I get the the not a burger. Yeah. It's yeah, it's the fake Whataburger. Yeah. Uh, just just because I like the vibe of, of, <laughs> of it. So, so I bought that, but I was I was literally so I'm chatting with Ben, one of the owners, mm-hmm. for like 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, just good dudes. Yeah. 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 We when I was uh, playing in country at Games Plus, we one of the tables was enemy or a uh, Black Side Studios uh war or was tanker. It? it was on the tanker. Oh yeah, yeah don't, there we go. The damn tanker, the damn oil rig. Yeah. That 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 tanker's like four hundred bucks. <sighs> but it's sharp. I, I, I well, I say that because I looked long and hard at it. I know. <laughs> I know. I I couldn't. I agree with you, Dennis. It's great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll probably pick up some stuff. You know, I mean. Chris has my display board that I bought off of Black Sight Studio when they came to the yep. convention in 2018, 2019, and they didn't want to take it home to Texas. So I bought it from. So. And that was a hit. Think, and it's uh, beautiful. Yeah. 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 That is actually in get, get use. Um, yeah. It was a big hit up at the, the in country event. Good. Excellent. Yes. All right. Let's talk some meat and taters. Here we go. Here we go. Right. So, everybody has their opinions, and I'm going to tell you mine. No. Yeah. You opinionated? Never. Is crowdfunding finally killing games? Why do I bring this topic up this weekend? Yes. What What? What could have made you think of this particular thing? So, I'm going to do something that's probably very unpopular in wargaming journalism. That's what we are. In no sense, is calling out a company. Call me a journalist. Oh, oh, it, no. I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he, you're just a fluffer. He, we're we're <laughs> the fluffer. <laughs> we're just we're we're just calling strikes and balls over here, Bill. We're not uh, calling nobody out. It yeah. it it's on their web page. It's on. I'm calling page. them out. Trust me, no. I'm calling them I mean, out. At this they, point in time, they they have a press release. We're it's not us calling them out. Right. That's true. If you guys are unaware, there's a company out of France called Mythic Games. Many years ago, when we were still associated with Beast of War on Tabletop, we actually met Leonidas and Benoit at Gen Con. I remember which Gen Con it was now, but we, because they brought out this game called Mythic Battles Pantheon, and they previewed it at Gen Con. Amazing miniatures. Amazing game. And then, you know, they did this big deal with the guys in Ireland, Beast of War, and we promoted heavily, and they did this Kickstarter for it. Very successful. And the game came out because it was actually a combination of Monolith and Mythic Games at that time, right? It was a partnership. Shortly after that Kickstarter, Monolith and Mythic Games parted ways. And then Mythic Games started producing other games, Joan of Arc, can't remember the other one, the Hunter guy. But they've done many games since then. We've backed a couple. And I noticed a trend. Every Kickstarter, 
seem to have longer and longer delays and issues and which leads us up to, to today's or yesterday's announcement about mythic games mythic battles ragnarok okay or not ragnarok sorry nope. hell hell yeah yeah solomon kane thank you and darkest dungeon so they have several kickstarters out that they have not delivered on it was like they complete kickstarter go a few months and then start another kickstarter and to a lot of people in the world it became suspicious thinking they were using a kickstarter to fund the previous previous kickstarter yep which led to where did all that money go because i mean their kickstarters were making a million plus or close to it right i i'd have to go back into my kickstarter log and, and look at because I back Solomon Kane. I did get Solomon Kane eventually, but I don't think I got all of it. But there's several games out there that have not delivered, like Siege 6, which is a Ubisoft game, and then Hell, which I backed because it was similar to Mythic Battles Ragnarok, I think. But I got my Mythic Battles Ragnarok this past week. So basically what happened is Mythic Battles has been just messing with their backers for a year or more, well, for quite some time, saying we're going to have a their communication stopped, basically. And then they'd come back. They actually hired Sam from Dice Tower to be their, like their social ER. media guy, right? And then he just disappeared. You know, they got rid of him, I'm assuming, because they couldn't pay him. We actually knew the guy that Sam replaced. He actually worked with us at on Tabletop, Base of War. And he went over there, and then he got replaced. We knew another guy, Ben, that worked for him, and he no longer works for him. I think he works for Steamforge now. Oh, there's another thing we could talk oh. about, Steamforge, right? So it's just one thing after another and after another, right? And yes, Ragnarok is from Monolith because Monolith took the license for Mythic Battles after the split. <clears throat> so yesterday... All of a sudden, now the blue, Mythic Battle says, you know, well, and they kind of hinted toward this because they were supposed to have an end-of-year announcement in 2023. It came and went nothing. And then all of a sudden, cryptic message, we'll update you in February. Well, yesterday, we got a backer message, and it went public, that they have sold the IP for Hell to Simon. Simon then comes out with an announcement and says, hey, we now own Hell. And and he basically, and, the game wasn't uh, what we thought it would be. It's not ready. It's this, that, this. We're going to basically redo the game, which then leads to me to hold on a minute. When if you look at the Kickstarter page for the game for Mythic, you know they had this all fleshed out and all this, and then you look at it, it's like, well, it's just all digital stuff. So anybody could sit down and create digital images. And then they told the backer. If you act at a certain level, you will get a free "quote unquote" copy of that you've already paid for at the base game. No expansions, no whatever. So nobody no knows what's going to be in the base that, game. Yeah. They don't know what the play is going to be like. They don't know if the, what the miniatures going to be like. How many miniatures you get? So on and so on. And so people are rightfully upset. It's not, and it's not just hell. I'm and it's not Simon's fault. So we cannot I, vent towards Simon. Simon. Fair enough. Didn't have to do that at all, to be honest with you. They didn't have to come out to the people and say, hey, if you paid, we're going to give you a free game because they didn't get the money for it. 
Mythic got the money, and then Simon paid Mythic a fee for the IP. Mythic didn't give them the IP. There's no way that ever happened. So why is it that Mythic's collecting all the money and everybody else is shortchanged or having to pick up the pieces for them? Well, and that's why I've been having my head down on my phone here because I couldn't remember the other one. So not only did they get get hell, but they also got Anastir. Anastir. Yeah. 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 And then another company bought a couple of their licenses. Basically, what's going to happen is they may get Siege 6 out and then they're gone. I'm hoping that's the case. Which is a shame. I I know Leo. I met him. We've done things and I I don't know what happened. I don't know if if they just weren't business smart or if all that money coming in got to their heads and they did stupid things. You know, crowdfunding kills games. And crowdfunding can be good for people who don't have money and they, you know, use it to help start their company. But then there are some where they overpromise. You know, uh, we're going to yeah. do this super amazing Kickstarter program and we're going to just give you this, we're going to give you this and give you this at certain levels. And then you begin, how are they profitable? You know? Yeah, well, well, and you know, we, we were talking about this earlier. It, it's, kind of, it's kind of ironic that Simon, who is, is kind of infamous for using Kickstarter as their pre-order, pre-order. format, because they've got the money to do it. Mm-hmm. They they do, but they choose to crowdfund it and use that as their, their pre-order is the one that, that got me. Right? And now that Simon's actually part of Asmodee, unless they've been sold again, I think Asmodee nope. was selling stuff to somebody else. Nope, they're still um, at Asmodee North America. You know they have the money. You darn well know they have the money. But 100%. they use Kickstarter as a pre-order. So, you know, you can't even go back to the argument of, well, Kickstarter is an investment platform. There's no guarantee you're going to get your investment back, blah, blah, blah. When you have companies like CMON using it literally as a pre-order platform. Yeah. See, so, I, I, I have beef with, with that. You know, like, you're a little, little, little game designer. You've got your little thing. And you're trying to jump from, here's my my design to I want to go into production. I I think that Kickstarter might be a useful tool and an appropriate place to do it. You know, you're, you're a giant ass company, you know, that ha- has all the production already locked up. It, you mm-hmm. own, they own the production facility already. Right. They own it. It's not like they have to go make a deal with somebody. They own it. Yeah. Why exactly. Are you doing that? So, just like stock people do, they you know rate stocks and companies. The official position of SitRep Podcast Crew is Mythic Games is a do not buy company. Don't do it. Yeah, Don't I, invest in them. If you have a Kickstarter that they have not delivered, and because like I said, I think they I can't I think it was like a hundred bucks or more to have. One of their games, you know, they came to their backers says, "Oh, we underestimated it," or they, yeah, they blame the war in Ukraine and the pandemic. In the pandemic, yeah, yeah. so they needed more money, like a hundred plus dollars per backer to deliver a game. You know, so I mean, yeah, it'd be I, different I, if they were in Ukraine, right? I mean, I, I understand. There's actually a lot of artists and stuff that work out of the Ukraine, so I get that. I just don't see how they were involved in it. 
but I could be wrong. A yeah, lot of companies I, work out of Poland, you know, as well. So at some point, you got to stop the excuses and just be honest with it, people and say, we don't have money. Uh, we it, fucked up. Yeah, because we, we've we identified the Ponzi scheme. Because that's what yeah. this is. You know, uh, because, to like to you the average saying, Joe, it looks like a Ponzi scheme. Because as you stated earlier, it looks a whole lot like I'm going to have this Kickstarter to pay for my last one that for some reason I don't have the money to to do it. Yeah. 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 But to Stingen's oh, point, I, I, I'm sorry if I butcher yeah. your name. I, I do see Siege 6 getting delivered because it's a licensed product from Ubisoft. But I don't see Monster Apocalypse. I honestly think they will have no more money after they get whatever form I, of six siege out siege six, and that will be it. Yeah, yeah mon- the doors mon- will close. Monster Apocalypse is either going to get sold to somebody else, or it's going to yep. die on the vine. Yeah, that's that. That's my guess as well. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten some great products from Kickstarter. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You just um, had a, a whole stack of shit. Well, that was from Monolith. That was for Ragnarok. And those minis are beautiful, by the way. Holy shit, are they nice. You know, we've had several. I mean, if I look at my thing, I've backed close to 100 projects on Kickstarter. I mean, I know people who have done much more than that. He's Um, an addict. Not as much as I used to be. (laughs) Uh, To be honest with you, this whole monolith or the Mythic Games thing has really ruined it. So I have another edition of Onus the War miniature card based game i'm waiting on that i got those clincy brushes got my mythic battles so i got the vietnam 3d train i mean i've gotten a lot of good stuff on out of here so i have no problem frosthaven oh my god i still have that huge box it's not even opened yet for frosthaven <laughs> so i don't mind supporting companies but i'm going to be a lot tougher on who i do to be honest with you. So, yeah, I, I know Monster Apocalypse IP is a privateer press, but I don't see them being successful in getting it out the door because I don't know if they... Here's the thing. Is they are, they are so horrible. hurt for money. They, they cannot. I just don't see it happening. They will get Siege 6 out because, you know, they've already asked their backers for money and all that for that to finish. But once and you know whatever money they got from selling the IP to Simon is probably what's helping keep the lights on. They've let a lot of their people go. I mean, they're probably running at minimal staff nowadays. So, so you you had you had thrown it out there briefly, but yeah. Steam Steamforge as well. Here here's here's a brand new thing from Steamforge though. Suddenly, you know, Guild Ball died on the vine. We're not gonna we're not gonna support it anymore. Guess what's roaring back to life? Oh, well, so you know what? That they want to support it. That was a Kickstarter. Did it hugely successful. Yeah. I remember the first year they came to Adepticon, there was a line, you know how the sales floor is. There was a line all the way out the doors when waiting for them to open their booth because everybody wanted the pitch, right? They made yeah. a neoprene field. And then they wanted this and that. Even when Steamforge said, we're not supporting it anymore, there was still a huge following. Still is, yeah. People weren't playing. It's just that, again, this is, you know, based upon what knowledge I have in the community, 
is that Steamforge saw dollar signs doing IPs because they were doing all those IP games, right? right? And so they felt the money was there versus in their own game. The thing that made them who they were. Right. I think they've, I think they've reconsidered that position. Well, I'm thinking they can't afford the IPs and they want to go back to their, you know, what made them who they are. Yeah. Cause uh, guild ball is a great game. Yeah. Well, as it turns out, yeah, the community, I mean, did not slow down. Yeah. Yeah. The the people that like guild ball, like guild ball. Yeah. (laughs) And they play it. Yeah. You know, uh, it's even to the point where I saw in a community comment, they told Steamforge to stay out of their game, meaning yeah. it's our game now, not yours anymore. Yeah, you, so stay out. You said you're not supporting it, so you get yeah. no no say about you know community developed rules or you know how we want to play. Because yeah. you don't so care, it'll be very remember? interesting to see how they nav- navigate that because they're going to have to do a lot of work to get people's confidence back. Yeah, uh, yeah, tough ears. I agree on the on the Dark Souls RPG. Yeah, they. They kind of just went stupid on some of those IPs. And they're great guys. We we know them as well. We've met them, talked to them, sat down with them. Great guys, you know? Question also is, do IPs kill games? A lot of them do. Because one, a lot of the IP, the games themselves, aren't good. You know? Yeah. The only IP that I can think of that is amazing is Lord of the Rings. Middle Earth. There, are, I can tell you a lot of people who will say that is the best rule set GW ever did. Yep, is the middle because they're not changing it every six months. So, and well, hey, they announced there's that, new models and there's a new book coming out. An expansion, well, yeah, yep. Right now, they have been doing expansions. They they've been doing that, and there has been a new rule book out. Right, but they're not changing the rules. They're just incorporating the errata. Right, which is so, nice. They're clarifying. So if you look at some of the history of Kickstarter, let's take Ninja Ninja Games. Ninja, oh, what the hell's the name of their company? Was it Ninja Games? I, I think it was. They did some games, and they did some Kickstarters, and they fell apart. And then our, our friends that did Drop Zone Commander back in the day, he did a big Kickstarter for Drop Fleet. And I think that... Poor Dave, it just overwhelmed him, and he ended selling out to I think tabletop to TT Combat. That's for that. Right. I think it was TT Combat, or was it somebody in the comments will know? But some of the you know companies they get into these again, they get in these Kickstarters and they see, wow, if I promise all this stuff, I'm going to get all this money in, and you know things like that. So Rasmus said, I stayed out of IP based games ever since AVP. Oh, what a mess AVP was. They're still haters. Oh, my God. I felt so bad for those guys, the company behind Protos. We know them. Actually, Protos, the the owners of Protos were the ones that made Dawn's Mini, that their, that company. Her Jezebel Mini for, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. I got, I've, I've got a couple of them around here. I just, uh, they're not within close reach, but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're great people to work with. They, again, I think what happened is they just didn't understand the business side of the whole thing. And, and, and with that, we are not judging. No, we're not. Ju- I'm just stating yeah. fact. Yeah. Or, you know, some of it is opinion, but some of it is based upon a fact. Well, and thanks, you know, Dennis. Dennis has two of those. Oh, things. good man. Yeah. You know, 
So one of the things I see from particularly like some of the YouTube folks and whatnot that have, you know, I'm going to design my, my own miniature or my own bust or whatever. And mm -hmm. then I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this through Kickstarter is the amount of backend work for yep. a Kickstarter campaign is out of control, yep. you know? And, and if you, if you don't have people, one that kind of have a clue and know how these things work and two, somebody other than yourself, that's dedicated to doing it and managing that process. It it gets very difficult very quickly. Is yeah, you know what I've been, you know, observing from those folks. So Kickstarter, like I said, can be really great for those smaller companies that are realistic about what they're doing. Don and I have actually consulted on a couple of Kickstarters before they went out, and I designed a video for one of the Kickstarters for Impudent Mortal for his terrain. And when we did, we helped him on that project. The first thing we said is you need to build it at least a 20% overhead for changes, right? Whatever you think you, you need and what price point you want to be at, you need to have at least an additional 20% margin for unseen expenses, shipping costs, whatever. Right. You know, and don't overpromise. Okay, Marty. So, yeah. So, it, you know, you just got to be realistic and don't get over your head about it because it will kill you. It yeah. will kill you. You know, there's been a lot of, there's been some good Kickstarters that I wish that I had back. Mm, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. and then talking to a friend of mine, he was like, man, I so wish I got into the Zombicide Kickstarter because he'd have everything. And each mm. one of those things are now, you know, a hundred bucks each. Yeah. Um, the Kickstarters that I've been doing, Mostly are STL based. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you, you you run little risk on STL ones because they're pretty much done by the time they go to Kickstarter. Yeah, I mean, still, I get pretty quick delivery on any one I've backed so far. Yeah, I I backed the uh, Peter's storage, whatever it was. Yeah, and it's beautiful. I haven't printed any of it yet, but yeah, and it was like. $30, $40, which, yeah. okay. You know, yeah. some of these things are going to be twice the cost after the fact. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I've backed a couple of the printable scenery Kickstarters. Yep. Great files. Yeah, I, I, I feel safer doing those than some of the other projects, you know, that are out there. And, and you get, you actually get delivery around the time you're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it is one of the things. It, I, I think it, it's good when it's used correctly, but some people have just gotten over their head, and unfortunately, we've seen too many good companies go away due to Kickstarter in some aspect. You know, another comment in the comments was about Halo Ground Combat, Spartan Games. You know, Spartan Games made Dystopian Wars and some of the other things, and then they picked up the Halo license and made the game for Halo, and then... They pretty much shut them out. I think you know, that we, we covered them at uh, Salute the year that Halo came out. And I mean, it looked amazing. If you go back to those videos, you'll see us filming the ships and everything. And at, at, it was shortly after that that they were gone, you know. And who just picked up Halo? Somebody just was it Mantic picked up Halo IP? Oh, I think yeah. it's Mantic, which concerns me in a point that is Halo still a relevant IP these days? You know, are 
And good point, Dennis. The Firelock Games, yeah. Yeah, we've had good experience with them. Yep. I got mine right sitting right there. That's another box I got to put together. But no, <laughs> those guys, you know, we've known them since they hit the scene. You know, they're out of Miami and we've worked Mike, with them a few times. And Yeah, Mike and Rasmus and, oh, why am I drawing a blank? Who's their historian? Ben. Bennington. Go. I'm not fully caffeinated yet, even though I've had a pot of coffee. Drawing a blank on it. You know, one of one of the things I wanted to wanted to make mention of, and I think we've kind of kind of talked about it, but just to kind of state it plainly, I think that there are you know companies that get into Kickstarters and they end mm-hmm. up being the victim of their own success. You know, because you talked about them getting in over their head, right? Yeah. And you know they you know they're they're expecting you know I'm gonna you know I need to raise fifteen thousand dollars, let's say, and people are wildly excited about it, and they get. $400,000 worth of orders and they have nothing in place to be able to handle that volume. Correct. And then, and then suddenly things are challenging. It's like, you know, what do, what do I have to do? Where now I got to go somewhere else. I thought I was going to do this in my garage or, you mm-hmm. know, I, I thought the, the, the little dude down the street was going to be able to, to handle this and he can't. So now where can I go? What can I do? Costs get out of control, you know, cause suddenly, you know, economy of scale, you may be able to make your product cheaper. But as it turns out, now you have a transportation cost because it's on the other side of the country or in a different country. And you have to get it from A to B just to distribute it after it's been created. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that goes on there. And I think that's killed some dudes along the way. Yeah, that's a very good point. Which which sucks. I mean, yeah. Turn, turn, turns out you're pissing everyone off and your your company is going under because you have a really good, good idea and a good product that, mm-hmm. that you just can't pull the trigger on. Yeah. Or at least not efficiently. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Rasmus has a good point as well as Dennis about, you know, if you back a Kickstarter pledge, money's gone, right? Yeah. And if you get the product, it's a great surprise. It's almost like if you go to Vegas and you put your money in a slot machine, don't. Say it's money's already spent. It's already gone. There's no guarantee you're going to get it back or win anything. So, yeah, don't. Yeah, you you take whatever you're willing to leave there. Yep. If you right. if you can't afford it, then lose it. Don't, don't, don't spend it. Right. Yep. If you can't, yeah, just say, well, it is what it is. So, yeah, you know, and then and on the other side of the coin, to be fair to companies and Kickstarter, there's people who do think of it as a pre-order system. I mean, outside of a few companies that we were aware of, and they get really mad when products don't deliver or are delayed. Well, I paid this much. I should blah, 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 or I should this, or I, you know, and yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Kick, Kickstarter uh, is, even, even though you get companies that use it that way, Kickstarter is not a pre-order system. That's not yeah. what it's designed or meant to, meant to be. And, you know, other than, you know, the couple of companies that we talked about that do it that way. That's not how that that's not how, how the yeah thanks for sharing that's not not how the majority of of companies operate right you know, so maybe maybe you get it maybe maybe you don't again you know do they end up being the victim of their own success do they get in over their head on their pre-orders I mean mm-hmm. what what is the uh, what's the company that makes the the super expensive table wormwood yes. Yo, know, so they wanted to raise like 
I, what was this was probably three years ago now, four years ago. They wanted to raise like $300,000 to make a bunch of really high-end gaming tables. They kickstarted like $9 million. Yeah. Holy crap. They didn't have any clue what to do. I mean, there. I thought, you know, because I saw the video when, when the Kickstarter went live, I thought that dude was going to throw up on the floor after he got done screaming he was so happy because <laughs> they had no way of delivering that. I mean, right. they, were, they were a small custom wood shop, and now they weren't. Yeah. In the, it, it, in the matter of seconds, that was no longer your life. Yeah. You know, oh, I mean, no. You know, that was his life. Uh, no. Of his life. No, it's not. And here's why. <laughs> Most of those people aren't necessarily there anymore. They they couldn't handle the the pressure. They didn't like uh, the work. Oh, okay. They had to go buy. A, they literally went and bought a factory, then had to completely stock it. And they're still working on tables from that Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. You know, they they bought an Amish freaking uh, woodworking shop and then killed it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oops, and then it goes to how much of that money's left? Yeah, it, did, they, did, did they lose money at the in the end because they had to go out and buy I, a new well, warehouse, a shop, uh, tools that they did, weren't planning on using, needing? And and here's the thing: did it kill them yet? Because they're still going, they're still delivering that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they so I don't know if you ordered one of their tables. You know, hey, but put it in the comments. I'm interested to see if you got it or not. You know, because I mean, literally, they make a ten thousand dollar table. Yeah. If I spent ten grand on a table, don't don't think I'm not looking at you to bring me my table, boy. Right. <laughs> Where's my exactly. thumb? <laughs> right. Not, exactly. Not, not not all their stuff is ten thousand dollars. You could no, also get yeah. like a a four hundred dollar coffee table game table version. You know, little yeah. thing. But you know, uh, yeah, it's you know the time that. You know, they said, hey, these are our products. They were nobody was expecting that kind of response. You know, and they like I said, everyone's all celebrating until they the realization set in. How how do we how how do we deliver this? Because mm-hmm. our little tiny shop can't do that. Right. Exactly. Uh let's see. In the time of Gates and Terry's Kickstarter, they shut it down because it was getting too big. To be honest with you, I don't remember if it it sounds right, but I can't attest to it i know there was one or two that did that because they're like holy crap we just can't handle this you know it's the volumes it's outside of what we're able to handle so (laughs) okay tough ears (laughs) i got three tin cables in in castle okay all right hey uh you you feel like sending one of those to a friend I can't even afford shipping on that one. <laughs> table. Yeah, we can't even afford to go look at the table in the castle. Oh, okay. There we go. Qualified it. Inner dreams. Yes. You- yeah. So I don't know. What do you guys think out there? I mean, you've guys had some great comments, and I know some people just won't back Kickstarter at all anymore. There are others who won't back anything from certain companies. There are people that won't back anything ip related and i would imagine that most of our particularly folks that are in the comments right now but many of the people that listen or watch this have had some experience with a with a kickstarter mm-hmm. you know what how'd that work out for you well yeah. yeah the one thing 
for me about Kickstarter is everybody's getting into it. And now it's hard to separate the wheat from the chat. No. Trying to dig down and find out what is going to be good and what's not. It's like playing stocks with no, you know, prior knowledge. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's, you know, you got to do your due diligence and sometimes you just got to be willing to take a risk, you know, especially if it's an unknown company, a little guy. So, you know, the way I look at it is if it's a little guy and they're promising some huge super thing and that's like, eh. yeah. You know, if they're doing something that seems reasonable for who they are, then I'm more comfortable to back it. So, but, you know, just look, like I said, hey, what's the day today? Saturday. Is this somebody's birthday today? It may be. Hmm? Is it somebody's birthday? Fred? Is it Fred's birthday? No. No. Mr. Wimmer. Mm-hmm. Happy that's birthday. why I'm wearing this. Sh- Thank you. That's why I'm wearing the shirt. It is a marvel that we've aged this, that we've lived this long. You have. Oh yeah. I'm you. pretty comfortable that I was gonna make it this far. <clears throat> I, as my mom said, I would. She didn't think I'd live past 21, so everything's <laughs> extra credit for me. Right. <laughs> well, happy birthday, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All yeah, right. Probably, I think I think we're going out for tacos tonight or later this afternoon or something. Oh, very nice. Can't go wrong with tacos. Nope. And and margaritas. Very nice. Yeah. That's that's a given, right? Yeah. Yeah. What was that place down by you, Bill? That uh, Los Margaritas. Well, no, not that place. <laughs> the, the place that I couldn't get one. No, Los Margaritas. Yeah. Los Margaritas. That's the place. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you have some place that had tacos? You went in there and you ordered margaritas and they're like well we don't have margaritas oh that was the other mexican restaurant down by our house the other way yeah that just yeah, that, doesn't seem right yeah they don't go there when you say tacos that implies margaritas right I would think, right no except it, for tacos. to me it implies cervezas but yeah oh both i see i like to start with the margarita and then ease Transition. into yeah ease into you know a little modelo and call it a day there you go yeah. Well, Rasmus, at least he sent you STLs, you know, at least you got something out of it. Uh, you know, doesn't do you any good if you don't have a printer, but still. Right. Yeah. All right, guys. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show for this week. So I think going forward, what do you guys think? Should we expand the horizons? We got a good group of co- people commenting. Let's ask them. I was going to say, you know, just looking at who's in the comment section, I know almost all of them play other stuff yeah. yeah how would you guys feel if we expanded the scope of the podcast to include all aspects of gaming so not just historicals sci-fi fantasy other realm other you know all that stuff other realms yeah how does don feel about having to get up That's oh i haven't told her yet she's already out uh, but why would we ask <laughs> i start now yeah exactly <laughs> when have we ever had to ask <laughs> Our motto is do and ask for forgiveness later. That's right. Mostly you. Dennis is it. All right. Done. Yep. Cool. I mean, that that's all we needed, right? All right. No, I think that's exciting. <laughs> Rasmus says works for him. Oh, yep. All right. Excellent. Nice uh, feedback, guys. Oh, look at that. That's yeah. Wait, of- so this means uh, you're piling ship, too, as you feel. Well, come on, tough ears. You're kind of like that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, tough years. That that was not an, an answer to the question that was asked. 
Don't try and throw this back on us. We're going to blame every one of you in the comments if this goes south. <laughs> no, well, I mean, if you look at the Discord, they're already putting other stuff in the projects, you know, in the yeah, Discord. Yeah. So yeah. why not, yeah. right? Let's just open the doors well, and bring everybody together. We'll, we'll let you talk about your your Warhammer stuff then, uh, yeah. Tough Years. Like we can stop you from doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, we've already been talking about it. What have oh, I yeah. been working on? What's Bill been working on? Right. Uh, we don't need to do 40k. Well, uh, no, because then my brother will be involved. Oh, hey, oh by the way, he messaged me the other day and goes, hey, can I hang out with you guys at Depticon? Yeah. Hell yeah. So he, he'll probably be Saturday with us. So cool. I don't know what your guys' schedule yeah. is, but Don and I are attending the Warhammer preview on Wednesday night. We have tickets, so we'll film that or get pictures or whatever they let us do these days. Okay. I am going to go out. My plan is to go out Wednesday night just to pick up my badge and my swag bag and then kind of hang around. I don't think I have a class Wednesday. I think we have our hotel Wednesday. So So the nice thing is I think our hotel's in the same hotel that the historical stuff is in. Yeah, you'll have a home base of operations there as well. Yes. And they also have a better bar and restaurant. Yes. There you go. And parking. Yeah. Yeah. How about it? Well, this is exciting because we can do Malifaux stuff yeah. and Infinity. Infinity's a good, great game too. If you guys have not played that one, so I've got a couple of friends coming in from Omaha. Oh, yeah, yeah. So and we'll be staying yeah. here for Adepticon. For Adepticon. Oh, cool, cool. We actually have to make a run over to the uh, data center. You know, but... right? Okay, W. <laughs> oh, you're gonna bring my table? Somebody get an alcohol test on Tuffy Ears. It's like the 22nd through the 24th. Right. Hey, Tuffy Ears, you might as you should do that because that's Marty's. Yeah, the 23rd is my birthday, 23 March. So, yeah. What's code one? But, I don't know what code, code one is. And sirens. No, that's code three. No, that's code three. <laughs> code code one just means you're gone. It was a joke. What well, it fell flat on its face. Everybody knows what code one is. I don't know what code one is. Isn't that like a flavor of Mountain Dew? That's, That's yeah. code red. Code oh, okay. <laughs> oh, infinity, infinity code one. Oh, uh, must be a new updated version. I was going to say, I don't know crap about infinity of any of the flavors or versions of it. Well, they got a new uh, game. They got well, a fantasy game out. coming out. I think this spring. Corvus Spelly does. So the light version. Okay. I like I like that. That sounds like it might not be too tough to get into. Right. So you know Don's gonna be talking about card games, right? Well yeah. There'll be some magic talk, some Lorcana talk. Oh, there'll be Lorcana talk, all right. Mm-hmm. Right. I was gonna I invite you guys up here because our coffee place had a bunch of Lorcana stuff coming up. Oh yeah. They had the, cool. the new release. They were yeah. going to have a big tournament. and uh, When is that? Uh, I think that one just happened. Oh, okay. No, I don't think the set's out yet. Is it? I'll have to ask Dawn. I'm not sure. Because we are looking to come up for a weekend. It's been a while. We want to come up. You didn't see a pallet show up on your, uh, on your driveway? What's that? Look the pre-order? Yeah. No. You said you don't know if it's been released. You would oh. know if it's been released because you mean you'd have it. That's true. That's true. Right. All right. Well, Who does at what at what price point does Don end up becoming 
like cut out the middle. When does she start getting direct shipments? Oh, a few thousand. <laughs> At one time, I did joke and say, maybe we should just open our own store. But then you have to run a store. Then you have to run a store. Yeah. I mean, and you know, people it really sounds appealing until you have to do it. <laughs> right. I mean, I'd rather sit there and support someone who's running a store like mm-hmm. Vertical Drive or Games Plus. We will support you, Bill. Thanks. Oh, also, I do have I to want say, free shit. Yeah. <laughs> all that for support yeah um he's gonna treat us like uh ron weasley you know i'm your brother oh it's twice as much. Mm. yeah yeah uh, we have to have a moment of silence i believe my uh laser tube cracked <gasps> and your laser cutter doohiggy yeah how did that happen it was cold it's in his garage, which is unheated, and it was like you know, negative thirty here. I had a bunch of heaters underneath of it. Don't you have a basement, dude? This thing's not small. Well, I know I've seen it. So, how much does a laser tube cost? Laser, slightly more than your uh, paintbrush. All right. Rasmus says, "Don't let hobby become." I'm assuming that's forty k work. No, or work. become work. Oh, work. True. Like when I opened yeah. the scuba shop, scuba didn't become fun. It was work. Yeah. Which is fun. Oh, it was fun for the rest it. of us. I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy having partners. I, if I learned one thing is if you're going to have partners, you better know who they are and really know them or just don't have them or they're silent. That really just screwed, you don't want the, same screwed the pooch. <laughs> How is the painting coming on the Harry Potter minis that the missus is working on? Well, uh, it's going a little slow. They're currently <laughs> stacked up over here. <laughs> this now from our reporter on okay. the scene. However, oddly enough, I this is Marty. I'm reporting I, to you live from on scene. Sorry. So yeah, I actually I actually have some of those that I built the other day. Uh, the other day, probably like a month ago, huh? Uh-huh. Got a little little creature action going on oh. there, you know. So yeah, every every now and then is like a, kind of as a palette cleanser. I'll I'll paint one of those up. So the uh, progress is slow but continues. How's that? Yep. And, and that uh, Marty, yeah, whole... thank you, Marty, for that special report. Yes, and Marty's got a whole Skaven <laughs> army that's upcoming. Skaven, you're doing yeah, Skaven? Well, well, yeah, I like the rats. I have no idea how they play. I'm I'm totally going off a of vibe. Okay, since we've opened up the walls here, the rule of and I have decided. So I'm, you know, I'm getting the old world from Warhammer, right? We are also going to get similar armies from Mantic for Kings of War and do a comparison and see what we like better. Yeah, I've got your Kings of War stuff, your old world. I don't want stuff. it. No, I'm just saying I have it. So he, he, he wasn't Lock on it. Have fun. I, I didn't know. I noticed that he wasn't offering. Yeah, yeah, well, no. I, we've already had this conversation. He yeah. said he doesn't want the old stuff back. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there that you know, if we want to, you know, do comparison stuff. Yeah, I, I've got, I've got. We can compare stuff. the old shit to the new stuff. Well, uh, most of the old stuff or most of the new stuff for the old world is old shit. So that that's seems true. Fair. That that is true. Yeah, a lot of people are very unhappy yeah. with the idea of I'm paying for old models. You pay yeah. for models. You pay for models. I mean, well, should they be 
priced at the price point they are at? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Dennis, uh, Skaven for AOS specifically yep. is what I'm. But uh, you'll be able to use them in the old world. Uh, Can you? The, uh, if it's a legacy army, they will they have PDFs out for them. So you'll be able to use them in the old world. But wouldn't they have to be rebased? I don't know. AOS? Are they round bases or square bases? Oh, round. Round. Yeah. We can get a conversion thing. You could, well, I'd say Chris could make you one on his laser printer, but, or his later is their cutter. Ah, about that. Uh, about that. Yeah. Ooh. We'll just, just go ahead and pour a little out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the problem. My tube did pour a little out. Uh, yeah, poured a bunch out. His tube leaked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you conversion trays. No, oh, well then, hey, in that oh, case, sure, both. Yep. Hey, but I know I, someone who can print those for you. Who? I I I know a guy too. Don't you have a printer, Marty? Yeah, two. Oh, Chris wants to use a super fancy machine. Then mm-hmm. print your own shit for your stuff. <laughs> Do that. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. <laughs> and and paint your stuff while you're at it. I have been painting, bitch. <laughs> You said your shit's not primed. You haven't even zenithalled it yet. You ain't. <laughs> I, I was fucking. I was priming last night. Do you, so I'm gonna be show, show me a finished product. <laughs> show me. Don't don't make me pull mine out again. Because I'll do it. We don't want to see it. Don't pull it out. <laughs> There's a that's what she said joke in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> oh lord. Uh, well, you know. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah, I mean. This is this is like the longest Midwest goodbye ever for her. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and that on that disappointing note, we're gonna say good that's day. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we do a real quick shout out to on this day in history? Sure, go ahead. Nineteen eighty six. Bears. <sighs> Today speaking was of, the uh, speaking of pour one out. Yeah. Damn it. Yep. All right. It's been a slice. Let's wrap this up, boys. All right, kids. Let me say thank you very much to everybody who has participated. Bill, can't get good help now these days, can you? Yeah, I try. I I mean, I've only known him for 30 plus years, so. Right? Yeah. Well, uh, Raz, you come come to Adepticon and say that to my face so we can go drink beer together again. Yeah. And, and all y'all that's talk, you know, just chatting up a good, you know, good argument on your end. You, you can join the call one of these days. Mm-hmm. Tough years. Mm-hmm. Tough years still owes us an RPG. Okay. Yeah. Just saying. Mm-hmm. All right, kids, we're on our way out the door. Have a great weekend. Have fun gaming and hobbying and all that good stuff. And we appreciate you sitting along and hobbying with us. Take care. You have been listening to the Citrep podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the show. Make sure you like and subscribe to all of our channels on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Discord. Remember to join us every other weekend for a new episode of the podcast. And don't forget our other programming on Wednesdays and Sundays. Thanks for listening. 